Welcome to Conversations with Marlon Bolton, the podcast. On Conversations, we exchange thoughts and ideas with people from different experiences and backgrounds, which help shape a better quality of life for our residents. These conversations bring fresh perspectives that foster our city's growth and resilience. Our conversation starts right now. And welcome to another edition of Conversations. My name is Marlon Bolton, and I am the District 1 City Commissioner for the City of Tamarack. And I'm so grateful to have another guest today. His name is Job Brunat. Mr. Brunat, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sitting on my hot chair, we call it sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> First, before I even go into your accolades, because you have a lot, I want you to tell the listeners just a little bit more about yourself. Maybe you can tell me something fun about yourself that perhaps nobody else knows. Um, Something fun um, about me. Um, I definitely like to travel. Um, I've traveled to at least four of the seven continents already. I would love to do all seven before, you know, as a bucket list type of item type of thing. And that's that's something that I just love to do. I mean, something that brings me joy, brings me as a part of my self-care and just something I know that is a personal passion of mine. Wow. What four, four continents do you, have you gone to? Uh, I've done Asia, South America, obviously North America, and I'm missing one. What am I missing? Europe. So nice. yeah, still got to do Antarctica and trying to uh, get to Australia. Those would be some big um, trips. So trying to get them done. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. And you've lived in Florida for most of your life. Yes. Raised by Haitian parents? Yes, both my parents were born um, and raised in Haiti. Um, they came over probably in 1983 or so. Um, and then they were immigrants trying to just do the best that they can with what they had coming from a third world country. And then, you know, they did. Um, the, all their sacrifices that they've made, I'm very grateful for. I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for that. That's where your last name, Brunard, comes from. Yeah, the French last name, yeah. But tell me where, tell me where Job came from. So Job comes from the Bible. My mother's a very religious person. Um, her name's Mary. <laughs> interesting fact, my sister's, well, here's another interesting fact. My sister's name is Esther. Mm. So she's the book in the Bible right next to mine. Wow. Um, and I have a brother named Leonard who's... Name's not in the Bible. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but... Is he the first child or the second? I'm second the first. Okay. He's the second, and then my sister came in third. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wonder what happened there. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Burning question that we don't have answers for. Tell me about your, your educational background. Educational background. Um, I earned my bachelor's degree from Florida Atlantic University. Um, after that, I went back to... Um, well, I got my bachelor's in criminology and sociology. Um, studying crime and then the way people think and interact has always been something that's uh, of interest to me. Um, and then at that point, I wanted to help people. So I decided um, that mental health counseling was something that I wanted to get into. Um, so I went back to Florida Atlantic, earned my master's degree there in clinical mental health counseling um, to start the process of getting licensed as a licensed mental health counselor. Awesome. So you are a licensed mental health counselor and you're also a national certified counselor. Yes, sir. What's the difference? Um, it's just a, a, a different level of, uh, let's say, uh, of how they trust you to take care of patients. Like not everybody can earn the NCC um, certification. Not everybody everybody has it, but having those other letters shows that you have a do, have you done your due diligence into the field, um, being able to earn that, putting the hours in, showing um, that you know the material, um, 
and helping patients and clients get to a better place in life. That is awesome. You certainly help a lot of patients to get to a better place in life. So let's say someone has an ambitious goal for themselves. How ambitious should a person be with their New Year's resolutions if they've made a New Year's resolution? Um, the thing for me that's really important when you're when you're sitting down to make those goals or setting um, what you want to do for yourself in that kind of circumstance is to set up something that's really realistic for you. Um, not something that is super unattainable or something that's too easy or too comfortable, but something that really makes sense for you, um, for the path in life that you're looking for, um, the passions that you have, and that makes sense that is achievable for you. Um, something that's achievable, that's measurable. Um, those two things are really, um, really important in trying to set um, go in goal setting in itself. That's awesome. How does a person plan their goals? First, uh, understanding what you, what you want out of life for yourself. Um, try not to do. I mean, one thing some people do is uh, you know go off what other people tell them what they should do or not. I always say be transparent with yourself. Be honest with yourself. What is it that you want to go after? Whether it be a fitness goal, whether it be education, whether it be career, like what is it for you that's a passion, that's something that you want to follow and a goal through, not something else that somebody else wants for you. Of course, some people can support you in what you want, but let it be something that's true to you um, and follow that. You've worked with abused children at Kids in Distress. Tell me about your experience there. Uh, so that was that's a experience that I probably shaped a lot of where where I am right now. Um, that was one of my first jobs um, as an adult after leaving high school. Um, I started working there. My dad is actually was a social worker at the time, working at Kids in Distress. I really didn't know what he was doing in life, to tell you, to be honest. And I didn't know the place that he worked at. Um, so Kids in Distress is, is a shelter for abused children that have been taken away from um, domestic violence situations or child abuse situations. So I went there working for summer camp. Again, not aware of all these facts. I think I'm just going to work for summer camp. It's my first job. I just want to put some coins in my pocket. Um, but working with these kids, I, I fell in love with them, um, being able to help them get to a better place. And then when I started to realize, look, I'm working with a special group of children. You know, they have certain things that other kids, um, they have challenges that other kids may not have had in life. Um, it made me want to stay there. It made me want to help them more. It made me want to help people um, and help me to identify that that passion of mine to help others. Um, just seeing somebody in a really tough spot or a really challenging spot and helping them to get to a better place. It doesn't need to be perfect. As long as it's getting them to a better place, like that's always been my goal and everything I do since then. Um, at some point, I wanted to be a lawyer, but then I realized I really wanted to help people in, in a more mental health type of way. So I, I switched my mindset and went um, the mental health um route yeah speaking of goals still should one have long-term goals or set short-term goals for themselves i think you have to incorporate both um i don't think it's more one than the other um it's, it's really a good spectrum a good balance to have both um setting your long-term goal um whatever that may be um seeing what that is what that final destination is 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 really good for you to be able to envision that to go to see what you want to go after but at that same point, how do you break that down? If it's a year-long goal, like, okay, what goal do I want to set month one, month two, month three of the year? Um, just to kind of build upon what you want to reach for that long-term goal. And seeing the short-term goals accomplished actually helps you motivate yourself to be like, oh, let me keep going. Let me keep going. I've done this. I've done step one. I've done step two. I can keep going. I can see the finish line. Um, 
and that just having that motivation, accomplishing the short-term goals definitely helps along the way to reach the long-term goal. And how would you help someone to track their goals? Definitely writing them down is a very important factor. Um, we find psychologically studies have shown like people who only think about their goals versus the people who write them goals. The people who write the goals down actually have a much higher percentage of completing their goals, seeing it written down, um, making it more real um, versus just something in my head like, oh, I don't have to keep myself accountable. It's just there. I can just push it to the back. You got so many other things to think about. Like, okay, this thing can be just, just be forgotten about. Um, but when you write it down, it's like, okay, Every time you look at wherever you wrote it, it's like, ah, oh, it's a reminder. Okay, let me get back on my goals or whatever the case is. Like, I really want to make sure I do that. Um, but another thing I think would say would help besides the writing, what I would say is telling people that you care about or people that you know that you're close to. Don't tell everybody. But those people that you can trust, um, tell them. Let them hold you accountable. You know, sometimes you need that little just nudge or whatever. Right. Not a nag, but, you know, somebody just be like, ah. Uh, here, here's a little push so right like here. like an accountability partner. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's a perfect word. Yeah. Um, so having that accountability partner that holds you accountable and just to help you guide or refocus sometimes, because sometimes you lose focus, but able to help us and support us. The support is really the biggest thing in there. We have a lot of listeners who are senior citizens, but we also have a big youth following mm -hmm. for this podcast. And I want you to speak to the 15-year-old you. Mm -hmm. Joe Bruna, what mindset did you have back then? And what mindset do you think that the young should have now? I think the mindset that I had there was, if I think back. <laughs> Couldn't be that long ago, it's, it's, Joe. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> but just being able to, I think, just follow what everybody else is doing at that time. Just, Just keep. Um, follow this plan like you're supposed to graduate, you're supposed to go to college, you're supposed to get a job, you're supposed to have a family by a certain age. Just the basic type of typical plan. Um, if I would have told myself back then, follow what your passions are, what your heart is, and not necessarily what everybody else wants for you. Not that you can't take advice, but what is your passion? What's your individual transparent? If you're being transparent with yourself, what is it that you want to follow? Um, and I think at some point I realized what that was and started to follow it. Um, but doing it, what's what's close to your heart and what's transparent to you, like exploring those, first of all, is really important. I think between the ages of 15 to 24, you do a lot of different things in life. You try different things, or you, hopefully you do. I wish I did try more things during that time so I, I had a better sense of what I wanted from me. It's okay to explore and not just go down one route and put all your eggs in one basket. Try different things um, to try to, you know, figure out what that passion is for you. You often talk about the mindset of discipline over motivation. Mm -hmm. Explain that. So commonly, um, when people think about setting my goals or getting things done, it's like, oh, I want to be motivated. I want to be pumped. You know, at the end of the year, when you think about your New Year's resolution, it's like, ah, oh, I want to be motivated to go get this for 2022 or whatever the case is. That, that, that's a really good feeling to have that motivation to be like, I want to do this. But realistically, when we think about life, do we always have that motivation? No, not always. There's mornings like when I want to go uh, work out, I'm like, man, I just I just don't have it in, in me this morning. That motivation is not there. But the thing that helps to accomplish goals is discipline, self-discipline to be specific, knowing that even though I don't want to get up today, I'm still going to do this thing because there's a goal there that I want to achieve for myself. Um, therapeutically, I call it a form of self-love 
like knowing that you're going to get it done even though your mood is not necessarily there. You're supporting yourself. You're supporting your dreams. You're supporting your passions by st- staying disciplined and going after what you want, even if your mood is not necessarily motivated, if it's not necessarily in the best place. But that self-discipline shows that self-love that you have for yourself to achieve the things that you want for you. Well, that's really helped me because at the end of 2021, I said that I'll be going to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both in the same place. <laughs> but we're working on it. That's <laughs> uh, Job, do you have private practice or do you uh, work uh, for the public sector? I do work for the public sector. I work for the federal government right now, and I also own a private practice. Um, I currently work for the United States Coast Guard um, as a civilian worker for them, um, employee. I work in the department, a specialized department called Family Advocacy, um, where um, families that may be going through things or maybe some form of domestic violence or prior to getting to a point of domestic violence, um, child abuse or things like that, um, I try to be on the more preemptive side um, and intervene before um, Really serious situations happen, but I also respond to situations that happen where it could be things that we that we don't want to see. Um, but I help those families, regardless of what's where what situation they end up in, try to get to a better place. Like we try to take away the punitive piece of it um, and try to rehabilitate the family to get to a better place, a healthier place um, than they were before whatever incident or whatever situation brought them into my office. Um, and as far as a private practice, um, I have a private practice uh, in my office. My physical office is actually off Cypress Creek and 95 in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so I've been running that. Um, this will make, I think, five years since I've opened up my private practice. Um, so I do that um, part-time um, as well. I do virtual sessions. I do in-person sessions, um, couples counseling, individual counseling, family counseling. Um, I, I run a couple groups every once in a while. Um, one of my major groups that I've run um, is a self-love group um, for all people. Um, whenever that's open, that's um, typically a free class or free group that we run um, to the public, and anybody can come and join and be a part of that. Um, so we do a lot of different things. Um, and trying to expand that that process right now um, as far as the private practice. I recently just um, started working with a young lady just doing her internship hours. She's now being part of my practice Um her name is Sharice uh, Smith. Um, so definitely trying to expand and just, I mean, at the end of the day, everything that I'm doing is in some form or fashion to help other people, to help people get to a better place. Uh, we don't need to be perfect, um, but definitely get to a better place than where, wherever you came into my life. Like whatever day you came into my office, like hopefully you're just, even if you're 1% better and progressed, then I've, I've reached my goal. It's not about perfection. It's just about progress. And tell me about the type of people that come into your office, everyone from all walks of life, irrespective of the issue, or do you stay away from some issues? No, I, I, we are open to every every type of issue, um, whether it be I get a lot of veterans, um, I get a lot of minorities, um, I get a lot of men because um, I'm, I'm a male and there's not a lot of male therapists. Um, so that is sort of my niche working for with uh, male clients. Um, work with families because that's one of the things I've been doing over the 20 years of my career is working with families, working with kids, working with people who've been through um, certain type of abuses. Um, another niche of mine is working with sexual abuse victims. Um, that's something I'm certified in as well. Um, and that can be uh, a very tricky or, you know, delicate situation. Um, people who have certain traumas like that or even um, other traumas like PTSD, um, those people come to my office as well too. 
Um, but definitely a widespread. I don't. I try not to hide from anything. But if there's something I feel I'm not comfortable with, like as a professional, you know, I try to refer out to some of my colleagues that are in the area that are have more experience with certain things like that. If it's something that I don't feel too comfortable with, but there's always some kind of answer that I can try to give somebody, even if I can't answer it. That's awesome. People are listening that probably are interested in your services. Where can they find you? What information are you comfortable providing uh, residents? Uh, so um, the main one would be my website. Um, my company's name is called Challenges Conquered Counseling. Um, and the website is challengesconqueredcounseling.com. Um, if you look that up, Google it. We're also on Google. Um, as if you look on Psychology Today, which is a big uh, directory for uh, different therapists or clinicians. We're also on there as well. Um, and different, many other black therapy um, directories. We're on all of them uh, or a majority of them. Uh, we're trying to get on some more, but we're definitely on all of them. Um, the phone number to the office is 954-600-9403. The email address is info, I-N-F-O at challengesconqueredcounseling.com. Awesome. Challenges Conquered Counseling LLC. Mr. Job is a licensed mental health counselor, a national certified counselor, and a qualified supervisor. Thank you so very much, Job, for being with us today. I'm so, so grateful that you came. Oh, it was definitely a pleasure. I enjoy this. Awesome. Again, my name is Marlon Bolton, your Tamarack District 1 City Commissioner for another edition of Conversations, the podcast. Until next time, talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations with Marlon Bolton. Brought to you by the City of Tamarack, Office of Commissioner Marlon Bolton.